Hello and welcome to Killer Hangover. Noticed I didn't say episode blah blah because this is actually going to be kind of fun. It's our first listeners episode in, yes. in which listeners have sent in their true experiences. And what's fun about this is my husband read the stories first. He picked out a few of his favorites and that's what we're reading tonight and we've never seen them. Except for one. I've seen the first one, and but Beth hasn't. Yeah, so it's, you're, you're going... You're going to get our first reaction to these. Yep, so <laughs> it's going to be fun. And we're going to try to do this the 7th of every month. The 7th of every month, because my birthday is January 7th, and Mom's is May 7th. <laughs> so oh, we're like, that well... That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> let's just do it on the 7th. Also, another fun thing we're doing with these is we've asked our patrons to send us their favorite adult beverages... So each month, we're going to kind of have a patron of the month. And this month's patron is Joe W. from Bellingham, Washington. Yay. Hey, Joe. And his cocktail choice is the Manhattan. The Manhattan. Oh, Joe, no offense, but my parents used to drink that all the time. (laughs) Are you calling him old? Mom. You ain't old. (laughs) I had never had a Manhattan. I think I've had a sip or two, but I don't remember what it tasted like. It looks It's like what the fancy people drink, right? Joe, you fancy? (laughs) (laughs) It looks awfully strong. Okay. And it smells awfully strong. Okay. So what's in each drink is two ounces of bourbon or rye whiskey. And I used bourbon because that's what I have. I'm not a whiskey fan, so I don't have it on hand. One ounce of sweet vermouth, two dashes of bitters... And it says to garnish with the cherry. So, of course, Joe, sorry, we don't garnish our drinks. <laughs> a it's a cherry waste of time, would have probably been really good. But it says it should be one. a brandied cherry. So, I mean, that would Ooh, probably taste pretty that yummy. Been good. Joe, thank you for being on our Patreon. To all of our other patrons, thank you very much. So, let's try this and kick off our listeners episode. Cheers, Mom. Cheers. So how we're going to do this is mom's going to read the first. (coughs) Holy smokes, that's strong. (laughs) I haven't even sipped it yet. (laughs) I can just smell it and I cheers to you and I didn't sip it, which is like (sighs) terrible bad luck. Okay. Okay. I'm going to sip it now. Okay. Yeah. It's a good thing these cups are small. That's strong. Or glasses, I guess I should say, are small. You know. The bitters adds a good flavor to it. I, I like bitters. Yeah, I do too. So it does add to it. And the sweet vermouth. I mean, it's it's not bad. But it's I think strong. both of us will be feeling it by the end of this podcast. Sorry if you've sent us your stories and they're a bit slurred. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we're trying a new cocktail, though. I do too. Patrons, if you haven't sent us your cocktails yet, or even if you like a beer or a wine, send the names our way and you could be next month's patreon member of the month there you go all right mom read us our first listener story <sighs> all right it was very demanding Wait. manhattan's gotten me oh you're always quite bossy. feisty <laughs> <laughs> so this was a letter that or an email that we got a letter a letter i'm sorry okay, you balls. date me <laughs> you date me i date you <laughs> we had a sip of the manhattan what is going on okay 
This is an email from Kristen. Okay. Kristen M. And she writes, hello, I just recently found your podcast when a friend shared one of your episodes with me. Since then, I've been binging from the very beginning and just finished episode 15. I absolutely love you guys. Your podcast is just so much fun. So thank you for sharing it with the world. You are doing it right. Thank you. You're only on episode 15. I hope you still love us. (laughs) (laughs) We just released 46. (laughs) I hope you're still with us. Kristen, thank you very much for the compliment. We do definitely appreciate it. And I hope you are still enjoying Killer Hangover. She goes on to say... Into my creepy story. I worked for the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. <gasps> oh, cool. Remember, we did an episode. I did actually yeah, we cover the Stanley. On. That's right. Yeah. We did the Stanley. I think that was Early the Stephen Morin episode. That's right. 20 something, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. Anyway. I'm like 46. <laughs> so far <laughs> back. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to drink this Manhattan. <laughs> Okay, so she continues, I worked for the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado for about a year up until this March. And that's when Corona hit. Mm. And it all but wiped out my industry. And I guess she does weddings and special events. And we all know how that went. There was a Friday the 13th last September, and this is where my story begins. Oh, I'm not sure how much or how little you know about the Stanley, so I'll be pretty detailed just in case. Well, if she stopped, if she was on 15 and she sent this and she hadn't heard the Stanley one yet. That's right. You're right. I will say I've been a little bit of a skeptic. Yes, I know. (laughs) Who leans towards believing, but because I don't like to feel scared, I generally talk myself out of it. And by that, I mean, if something creepy happens, I will find a logical explanation. Yep. I can to explain it before thinking there might be something paranormal happening. And yes, I totally can be with. (laughs) I'm totally on the same page there. (laughs) The Stanley is known most for the movie The Shining mm-hmm. and has a rich, deep history. It is also very well known to be haunted. There is a building on the property called the Concert Hall, which is believed to be one of the most more haunted buildings along with the main hotel. I'd been in the building alone before, and there's always been something a little unsettling about being alone in a big, old building. That's supposedly haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Skeptic or no skeptic, that'd be scary. But nothing too creepy happened yet. (laughs) On the Friday the 13th. Then why is she writing us? (laughs) Good story. The end. Yeah, the end. (laughs) He worked there. Cool. (laughs) On the Friday the 13th, back in September, my team had an especially busy day. But nothing happened to be going on inside the concert hall. So towards the end of the day, I let two of my co-workers talk me into going into the concert hall to see if we could find anything spooky. Oh, they're looking for it now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> there is a room in the basement of the building referred to as Lucy's room. And yes, Lucy is, one of, is of course, one of the ghosts. The door to this room has been known to shut itself, to slam shut. And Lucy's also known to be a little bit boy crazy. Oh. My boss and I are ladies, but our third person was a guy who also is super into spooky things and went far out of his way to see if Lucy was ready to come out and play. Oh, God. <laughs> the building is old. The building is built into the mountain. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. There are a million 
logical reasons why we felt drafts of air and why the door to Lucy's room was moving on its own. However, feeling cool air move and seeing the door move on its own were not the only things that happened. We left the lights off and I, parentheses, like a sane, logical person <laughs> had my phone flashlight turned on. Good yes. for you. <laughs> I am totally there. There was just enough daylight coming from the basement door to see around without needing the flashlight. But I needed something to make me feel a little bit better because the hallway we were in was fairly dark. I had a bad feeling about going down there in the first place because whether ghosts and paranormal activity is actually <laughs> real or not... The last thing I want to do is piss off some old ghost. <laughs> yeah. Smart girl. <laughs> I felt cold, which wasn't too out of place because September evenings in Estes Park, Colorado can get pretty chilly. But there was something chilling in that hallway while my co-worker was trying to get Lucy to be active. Something felt off. Listeners, if you're hearing... Like a growl in the background. It's, it's not. not. It's Annie snoring. It's my dog. She is And she is out, out and will not wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continuing with the story. She's an old broad. She's tired. <laughs> Something felt off. And while I was impatiently waiting for my co-workers to get their fix so I could just, <laughs> you know, finish up the day's work and go home and not piss off any supernatural entities. <laughs> We saw the door to Lucy's room move. It wasn't a big move. It didn't slam shut or anything like that, but it was definitely moving back and forth. Oh, just a couple oh, inches I just got chills. to the oh. left. Then a moment later, a couple inches to the right. It was a bigger movement than what a draft of air could do. Hmm. This old building does not have air conditioning. And because there were no events happening on that particular day, the heat definitely wasn't on either. There was no reason for the door to be moving or for me to feel so cold. And then I saw the first shadow. I gripped hard into my manager's arm and turned my phone so the light would shine towards anything that might be causing the dark shadow to pass by the wall. But there was nothing to be seen. Oh, gosh. My manager saw the shadow, but only for a split second. She grabbed tight onto me while our other guy was busy doing his own thing. <laughs> With Lucy, I guess. <laughs> I was just gonna say and then the shadow passed right over me I remember oh, she gasped gosh. and fumbled to turn her own flashlight on and I felt so cold wow we wrapped up quickly after the shadow whatever it might have been crossed over me I was shaken laughing but <laughs> we were all all okay and had experienced some of the spooky vibes the other two had been searching for from that night on I had increasingly bad luck. For months, oh, no. I had recently bought a car, but it was after that night that I began to have problems with it breaking down constantly. There were other areas of, quote, bad luck that can easily be attributed bad timing, life being life as usual, or in one instance, just one really bad decision that turned into a large financial setback. But if you ask me... I think whatever passed over me that night cursed me. A couple of months later, the resident psychic sprayed me from head to toe in some sort of fragrance that was supposed to wash away negativity. <laughs> she informed me to take a little voodoo doll home. Oh. 
write a message on a piece of paper, pin it to the doll, and burn it until there was nothing left. Oh, wow. I'd never heard of that either. Yeah. Call me crazy, but I did it. Good. (laughs) I wrote on a small scrap of paper, quote, I am finished with this curse. I doused the doll in lighter fluid for good measure. (laughs) (laughs) And then I watched it burn until nothing was left. I can't say if burning the doll did me any good or not, but I haven't had the series of bad luck like I did last fall. I no longer work for the Stanley Hotel, but I can promise you this. I will never again go along with some people searching for the supernatural (laughs) on Friday the 13th. Smart girl. I should have listened to my instinct. Whatever it was that I had inside me that made me not want to go with them in the first place. Go with your yes, gut. ma'am. Always go with your gut. Always go with your gut. I think we can agree on that. <laughs> and she says, thank you for taking the time to read my little story. And I can't wait to listen to more episodes of Killer Hangover. I'm a huge fan. Love what you're doing. You can find all sorts of videos on not just Lucy, but other paranormal happenings at the Stanley on YouTube. Ooh, I'm going to totally check that out. Owners of the hotel do not want it to be known for being a haunted hotel. That's weird. Not sure why, because they could make some serious bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and people know that the Stanley, well, and the they, Shining is based on the and Stanley. And they do like, ghost tours there. Yeah. So, I'm not sure. Well, it's probably one of those... Like or the maybe they don't do or the, ghost tours. I anymore. think they do do ghost tours, but that's just like a little tour. I'm sure they don't want the concierge like talking about like this room is really haunted. Do you really want to stay there? Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to stay in what, 419 or something like why. that. The room that Stephen King was in. So I'm not why. sure. But, you know, we've read, a, we've told stories about quite a few hotels that don't, that don't want, want it, which is so people crazy to, know, to me. Even though or they just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, But if you find the right staff or the right tour guide, you can hear some interesting stories. (laughs) On a non-paranormal note, bears are also known to just roam into the (gasps) hotel in search of food. Bears? Oh, my God. Thankfully, I never had to deal with any bears. Just a strange shadow, possibly a (laughs) curse, curse. (laughs) and a ton of elk. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. A bear? Can you imagine shoot stay spooky Kristen m oh my gosh <laughs> stay safe Kristen. shoot oh. Kristen, thanks a lot thank you Kristen. that was that was great it was not a great experience for you i'm sorry but it was thank you for sharing it yeah thanks okay our next email comes from a joe m to my favorite podcasters beth and bettina <laughs> <laughs> My story starts more years ago than I care to admit. I was home from college for the holidays and my old band had decided we were going to spend a weekend jamming together like old times. To protect the innocent, guilty, and anyone in between, I will refer to all of us by the instrument we played that weekend. (laughs) Good, good, okay. It was a Saturday afternoon in late December when I pulled up to bass player's house. (laughs) There was... There was a light dusting of snow on the ground, and the world was obnoxiously cold. Well, that sounds like mom's dreaded nightmares. <laughs> I know, cold. <laughs> Drums and his brother. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Okay. Drums and his brother, Keys, were already there. 
<laughs> Mom is dying over this. Drums and his brother Keys were already there and setting up. While I unloaded my gear, Bass told me he would be recording everything during the weekend in hopes of making a demo tape to help us get gigs or at least have a nice keepsake. We were all excited and once all the equipment was set up, we hit record and started jamming. We played for hours, loud and ruckus as we did irreparable harm to our hearing and livers. But when you're young, there's no room in your mind for such worries. You say you were drinking too? <laughs> Is that where the livers come in? <laughs> we were having fun and taking a much needed break from life. A little after midnight, we called it for the night. Keys had to work in the morning, so we decided we would reconvene the following afternoon. Drums and keys left. Bass promptly passed out, and I went around <laughs> making sure the house was locked up. I laid down on the couch in the living room where all of our gear was set up and quickly went to sleep, excited for the next day. Shortly after 3 a.m., I woke up with the start. Ah, there's the 3 a.m. Always the 3. You know that feeling when something has woken you up, but you don't know what or why? Ugh, I hate that. I sat up and looked around. Everything was as I had left it hours before. I could hear bass players' famous 90 decibel snoring coming from the back room, <laughs> kind of like Annie, I'm sure. This guy's an excellent writer. <laughs> Seriously. Something was making me feel uneasy, so I started looking around. The doors were still locked. The windows closed. The house was still, except for the jackhammering peacefully sleeping in the back room. I went to the bathroom, and as I returned, I saw that the recorder was still running. Disc space was a premium back in those days, so I shut it off and tried to go back to sleep. The uneasy feeling wouldn't leave. Mm. Nothing was wrong, but my mind was telling me to run. Oh my I started gosh. thinking I was hearing someone walking around outside. Oh, oh, gosh. First near the garage, then out front. It was hard to hear with the small jet engine taking off in the back. <laughs> Well, he is the bass, right? <laughs> but every now and then, I'd hear what sounded like another step. Carefully looking out the windows, I saw nothing. There were no outside lights on at the house, and a street light down the road did little to help illustrate the yard. Satisfied that I was just being paranoid, I told myself I was being dumb and laid down again, determined to sleep. Again, guys, go with your guts. <laughs> <laughs> that dang instinct we just <laughs> talked about. Sleep did finally come in restless spurts mixed with weird dreams. The following morning, I woke up to drums pounding on the front door. He told me he had left the recorder running to try and prove to bass that he needed to see a damn doctor about the snoring. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he asked me about the weird footprints in the yard. <gasps> Oh, my curiosity peaked. I kicked base awake and we all went to investigate. Sure enough, there were shoe prints around the house. <gasps> I just got chicken bumps. Oh, my gosh. Oh. What was strangest about them was they seemed to start and stop randomly. No rhyme or reason to where they were. They would appear in the middle of the yard and up to a window, but there would be no prints leading away. Oh, Holy my gosh. Geez. Around the side of the house, there was at least a 10 foot gap in them. None of us had any idea who or what or how or even how they had gotten there. Least of all, in such a weird fashion that would make the Ministry of Silly Walks proud. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
I told them how I had woken up and been uneasy and about hearing footsteps. We all got a bit uneasy and decided that we would be packing up early that night and not leaving anything in the house. Sorry, base. You're stuck. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest shock was to come some hours later. Are you kidding me? Drums left to pick his brother keys up from work. So base and I started going over the audio we'd recorded the night before. I was just going to say, what did the audio capture? I told Bass about Drum's nefarious plot and how he seriously needed to see a damn doctor. (laughs) So we went to the end of the recording to hear what I meant. When he pushed play, we could hear him sawing logs off in the back of the house, but we also heard something else. It almost sounded like whispering. I'd been asleep in the living room near where the microphones were, so of course, Bass thought I was sleep talking. Then he heard the voices. Yes, multiple voices voices rise in volume one sounded like it was coming from inside the house and another was muffled and sounded like it was coming from outside oh my gosh i was thoroughly freaked out at that point but we listened on a short while before the end of the recording there was a banging from outside the (gasps) house what followed by a very loud and gruff voice from inside clearly saying you are not welcome here oh my god Oh, my God. After that, everything on the recording stopped. The next thing it picked up was obviously me waking up and walking around the house. That was it for me. The house had a history of strange things happening, but this was far and away the strangest. Hearing a voice that was clearly not mine that had to have been near me while I was asleep yelling at something in the yard isn't something I want a repeat of in my life. I packed up my gear and went home shaken up. I wish I could say I knew more, but we never did figure out what happened that night. Though I never spent the night there again, as far as I know, Base still lives in that house. Oh my gosh. I drive past it every now and again, remembering all the good memories I have there. I discovered my love for audio there, which is now my career. I even met my wonderful wife there a few years after that event. But I will never be able to shake the feeling that something there is off. Because of that strange night and several others I spent there over the years, that house will always hold a special, a, a special, sorry, I put that one in there, a strange place in my heart. <laughs> a special, no. As an aside, I wanted to say thank you for the great podcast. Oh, you're welcome. My wife works as a nurse at the surgery center and came home telling me about a wonderful patient she had met who did a podcast with her daughter. Oh my God, Alex <laughs> said we'd really like this one. Oh. I checked it out that week and I've been a loyal listener since. Oh, you guys. Thank you. You two are so much fun to listen to and I look forward to your episode every week. Bettina, I watched my wife go through her surgeries and struggles and I can't even begin to imagine how hard it is to handle it all. I'm so happy to hear you are doing well and please know you and yours will forever be in our thoughts and prayers. P.S. My wife says we should go EVP hunting sometime. Oh, yes. Can we go with you? <laughs> Sincerely, Joe. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. That was. First of all, I'm a little the... choked up from the oh, end I there. Know. <laughs> but... So sweet. Thank you, Joe. That was scary as heck. Now you hold a strange part of our hearts. <laughs> a strange, strange place in our hearts. <laughs> That's a special. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Like that is terrifying. Chicken bumps big time. All over the place, chicken bumps. Ooh. So scary. And to know that it was right there by you. While you were asleep. But you heard footsteps outside. Oh. And then you saw the f- evidence. Oh, God. To see those. Because it was the, in the snow. <laughs> so scary. 
Oh my gosh. The bass must be like still lives there. Does he drink a lot, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine. Well, if he snores through it all, I don't think he, he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe snoring isn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I need a drink after that. I'm sorry. That that was just like really chilling. No, that was very well written too, by the way. Yeah. It was. Okay. <laughs> a drink. <laughs> Okay. I know it sounds like we're just not used to strong. No, we're not used to such fancy drinks. <laughs> okay. Our next listener story. Yes. Keep them coming. And this is from Nina. Hello, Beth and Bettina. Hello. <laughs> Here's just a bit of my story. Mom looked at me so confused. <laughs> it was the summer of 96 or better referred to as, quote, the summer of hell. Oh, good. I can't help but to blame myself. After all, I've watched plenty of horror stories to know all the basic rules, but even then I ignored the most important one. Isn't that true though? We yeah. watch it. Yeah, we know better. Like, Girl, leave the house, leave the house. But yet... Or you're yelling at the TV like they hear a noise like, why are you walking towards the noise? And yet, but yet what do we, we hear do? a noise and leave... <laughs> yeah. I was young and curious, so attracted to anything horror. I played with the spirit board by myself. Are you <gasps> kidding me? Ah, yes. Nina. And if that wasn't enough, I had chanted. Sp- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, you okay over there? Spells. Oh, no. That I found in a spell book written in another language. Oh, Nina. So did Nina even know what she was saying? Oh, honey. Frustrated at what I thought was a complete fail. Uh-uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Since nothing had happened, I continued on with this dangerous combo. A few days had passed and things began to change. Yeah, I bet they did. Oh my gosh. I started hearing strange sounds. For each night that went by, the evil entity became more aggressive. Some call it sleep paralysis. Oh, how terrifying. But I know it was an evil force holding me captive. I can hear the growling in my ear. And voices as it whispers to me, calling out my name. Nope. I was terrified. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, gosh. I'm terrified right now. (laughs) (laughs) Whose idea was to do these listener stories? You guys are scary. I don't know if I want to go on. (laughs) I fought so hard to have just enough courage to open my eyes. And then fear would strike again when I would witness what my own, with my own eyes, a hooded shadow figure by my bed. Nope. And nope, shadow nope. figures darting in and out of the wall while calling my name. <gasps> it was getting worse. I can now feel it touching me. It actually touched my foot. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm not going to be able to. I might need another one of these drinks so I can sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm laughing out of pure terror right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. One of these drinks and a sleeping pill. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't let it. Annie's sleeping with me. She can (laughs) snore in my room. Obi's sleeping with me. (laughs) It wouldn't let me sleep. And it was as if it was getting stronger. I was so scared. And knowing it was all my fault, I didn't want to tell anyone, especially my father. All my family had warned me about tampering with spirit boards. Yep. 
I no longer felt safe in my own home, and every chance I got, I tried to go somewhere, hoping that this wouldn't follow me. I distinctly remember several occasions where the evil had followed me. My aunt has asked me to stay with her and her family during the week, to babysit my little cousin while she worked. I had fallen asleep. Something had disturbed my sleep. I opened my eyes to the light above me flickering on and off. I immediately left the bedroom and fell asleep on the couch for the rest of the night. (sighs) Another night I experienced the same exact thing, but this time as I left the room, I heard whispering coming from my cousin's bedroom, (gasps) which was located right next to the living room. Confused and terrified, I started to wonder if my cousin, if it was my cousin that I had been babysitting only to find out later that day he was asleep in his parents' room the entire night. So not in his, not in his room where she heard the whispering. Wasn't she supposed to be babysitting him though? (laughs) How did she not know? Well, it was during the night. So maybe he crept over there. Maybe he heard the whispering. Oh, and left the room. Ew, that's true. Oh, maybe he was scared. Oh, I don't know. I knew I had to dispose of the board. (laughs) You haven't done that yet? (laughs) I'm sorry, Nina. I'm sorry. I'm not judging. I'm just like... Take a note from Kristen. (laughs) Some lighter fluid and light that sucker, man. Actually, is there like a special way you're supposed to get rid of those? Yeah, not buy them. (laughs) Oh, I knew I had to dispose of the board. When I did, I heard a voice later that night say, I will come back. Oh, Eventually, we moved, and I began feeling safe again. The activity still happens from time to time. Are you kidding me? Oh, I realized later that this thing wasn't part of the house. I summoned it, and it is attached to me. I thought I was losing my mind until one day my older cousin had visited. She also is a believer who has her own personal experiences, We were exchanging stories of strange events, and she distinctly heard heavy breathing coming from upstairs. Oh. We both looked at each other, and she noticed my dog turned towards the direction of the stairs. She had heard it, too. Oh, I always trust a dog. She had lived there prior to me and stated that she's never heard that during the time of residency there. (gasps) Oh, God. Oh, Nina. Oh, thank you for your podcast. I was trying to find a podcast to listen to now that I am home and I found yours. I like the name. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, your story just gave us an extra hangover. Talking Jeez about Louise. the willies. Yes. Oh, Nina. Oh, go get saged and more saged, saged and go get that special and... spray that Kristen got over in Colorado. Yeah, that spray. Yeah. I need to put you in contact we'll take a shower with Kristen. In that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, Nina, really, from my heart, I'm saying I hope you have gotten rid of it. That yes. spirit or whatever has attached to you. Absolutely. Oh, that's terrifying. And I really hope you're safe. Oh, we decided it would be kind of fun to share our own personal stories yeah we want to alex told me that the three that he picked out were all paranormal we want to hear your paranormal stories please keep sending them but we also if you have any true crime stories send them our way so mom and i experienced something so we thought it'd be kind of fun to give one of our own personal stories too because we don't talk enough on this podcast (laughs) 
and we happen to experience this together. So I think it's a good yeah. start. And I think we're going to try to share our own stories like every time we do this. So yeah. because Beth has quite a few. Okay. <laughs> paranormal. <laughs> Not true crime. Paranormal. Thank you hey, for clarifying. Hey. All right. So this is... We didn't rehearse this, so I hope we can do this well after drinking this cocktail. This is like June 2017. It's when you and Alex went it's to the wedding. It's when we were away in California for my girlfriend's wedding. That's right. And I was at your house watching baby Aiden mm-hmm. and the dogs. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And we just had Blake and Annie at the time. Yes. And Aiden was probably not quite two. Yeah. He was still in the crib. Mm-hmm. I'm alone in the house. I always sleep with my window open and my room was facing the front. So right below me is the porch. So I am hearing this. I'm laying in bed and I think I just started falling asleep and I'm hearing this weird noise coming from below, but there's a cover. So I mean, I can't see the porch from my window, but I know there was a weird noise coming from my porch or from the porch. And it was like a, scratching noise and then the dogs i this is when i, I fell again in love. depend on your dogs <laughs> the dogs just sat up and barked now nothing about these dogs but they do bark <laughs> quite a bit when they hear something outside yes <laughs> they do. this was a different bark mm-hmm. i mean it's 12 o'clock at night this was a different bark and they didn't just stay in the room and bark they ran downstairs barking the whole way and ran right to the door barking. I knew right then there was something going on because then I heard a loud, I wouldn't say it was a knock, but it was, it was something hitting the door. And then I heard a doorbell. I was like, what the heck? I mean, do people come at 12 o'clock to visit Beth and Alex? (laughs) And I looked out and I saw a car speed off. So um, I, I called Beth. It was probably 10 o'clock your time then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, uh, oh, let me make a note here, though. We were at the time we were visiting Alex's aunt in Palm Desert and I had like no service. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. So I was like, Beth, do you have friends that come to visit you at 12 o'clock at night? <laughs> were you expecting somebody? So I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not expecting anybody. I don't really have friends. No, <laughs> You're my only friend, mom. <laughs> no, I'm not going to have friends that come by this late. That's weird. Let me check. Thank goodness. <laughs> Let me check my ADT camera because if there's any activity on the front porch, the camera we'll will record. Right. So I log in and this is probably one of the scariest moments of my entire life. <laughs> Seriously. I log into my camera and I watch a video of a man walking up to the front door and all of a sudden out of his pocket he pulls a huge knife out like a serrated knife not like like a little pocket knife like this was a huge knife like i would say at least a foot long if not longer and then the man proceeds to kind of start like he's leaning on the wall and he's like sliding the knife on my numbers of uh-huh. the door and that's what i'd heard Initially, right and below my window. And then you can, because you can't hear anything on the video. You can just see it. But you can see that he's kind of looking. I had those, 
I had those side windows next to the door, like mm-hmm. those little thin yeah. ones. And he's like looking in the windows into my home. And meanwhile, the dogs are barking like crazy. And then all of a sudden you can tell that, that you could tell that something scared him, which I was, I'm assuming now obviously is the dogs all of a sudden barking. And he aggressively takes this knife and just stabs it into my front door. And then he's like pacing and pissed. Then he rings the bell. Oh, and then he rings the bell. And then he leaves. And then he leaves. Yeah. With the knife. He didn't leave the knife. No. (laughs) So Beth and Alex call me. I'm terrified. I'm like, oh my God, my baby and my mom are left in my home. There's a psychopath with a knife on my front door. What is this? And meanwhile, I have no idea what's going on because I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So I call mom. I'm like, mom, you need to call the police right away. That was a man with a knife at the door. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, "What?" Actually, they had a detective that lived. We had a, a detective, yeah. thank goodness, that lived like two, three houses down from us. And so, Alex jumped on the f- while Mom was calling the police. Alex jumped on this drink. Golly, Alex jumped on the phone and was calling any neighbors that we could at that point to try to go. We didn't have the detective's number, but we had a neighbor's number. So he's like. So both of them came over. And the one neighbor is probably in his late 70s. Yeah. And he came over with his shirt off. With his shirt off. And he's like a very nice gentleman. Like collared shirt all the time. We lived in a neighborhood of like retirees at the time. So it must have just woken him up. And he was scared to death for me. So he grabbed the detective and they both come charging over to the house and knock on the door. And I'm, I'm of course now hesitant. So I opened the door. And you know I was not like even. I was totally in control. Totally in control until they walked into the house. And then I sat on the steps and I just and started hit you. shaking from head to toe. I was just so afraid. And then my baby's just sleeping upstairs. <sighs> but the detective is like, oh, you know, um, we're, we'll keep an eye on the house. But mm-hmm. this is probably just a one-time thing. He's probably just some druggie or something. He th- got houses mixed up. Oh, yeah. They, they even, the detective. My gosh, I cannot form words. I'm sorry. The detective is talking to us on the phone. He's asking, like, is there anybody that will you guys upset? <laughs> like, do you look at the camera? Do you know this man? We're like, well, I have no idea who this person is. Wasn't he wearing like a Superman T-shirt or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. He was wearing some kind of superhero T-shirt. It was Superman shirt with like a jacket over it. But yeah, you could see Superman on it. Yeah. So it's a one-time thing. I call my husband. And he goes, yeah, I'm dropping everything and I'm coming over there. I'm not going to leave you alone if that's going on. And he comes and he finds Alex's baseball bats. <laughs> so if you go to, oh, hold on. You went to bed that night and that was it. He came the next day, right? Yeah, we went to bed. It was supposed to be an only time thing, but Tom came anyway from Manhattan. The next night. And, yeah. and to stay with me. So, all right, nothing's happening and everything's great. And then around, I don't know what time it was, 10 or so, we hear uh, a frantic knock on the door. Tom goes down, it's the detective. And he says, "Um, just to tell you, I'm just going to give you a heads up. The guy has been seen again around this area. His car has been seen. And we know who it is now. Didn't he try to run the detective over? Oh, that's right. The detective saw the guy... We really should have done better with preparing this story. 
Because <laughs> you described the car to the detective. Yes. She went into straight like detective mode herself and was like trying to make memory of anything she couldn't see because he drove off really fast. And it was like one of those hatchbacks, white, white hatchback car. And that's all she could really say in, in the moment. That's what she remembered. So she told the guy that. So he, the detective gets home from work and it was it was late at night. And he sees a white hatchback parked, not necessarily in front of my house, but kind of almost in front of the neighbor's house. Remember, it was just parked there. And he was like, there's no way that guy would come back. Like, there's just no way that doesn't make any sense. And so he starts to kind of walk that direction. And the car just speeds off, almost hitting the detective. That's right. Just sped off. Yeah, and that's when he came. And that's when he came and he told, told us. Heads we up. just saw his we car. We just saw him. We ran just his plates. We know who he is. We make know who sure to keep the doors are out. locked and your alarm system is on. Everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we're keeping an eye on the house. Okay, so <laughs> weren't you guys like frantically trying to call us that night? So then, because then the detective calls us and he says he spotted again behind your house. He's in your backyard. You need to get a hold of your mom because they need to get out of the house. They cannot be there. So I barely have service and I am calling my mom, my stepdad for like over 15 minutes, just trying to get a hold of them and nobody's answering. My mind, of course, is going to the worst place ever. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's in my house. He has my family. It was so scary, Mom. No, it was because you were so far away. But these ding-dongs put their phones not just on silent, but on like, do not disturb. That's well, what he Tom did. probably did. That's what he I, did. And I'm like, I why didn't. would you guys do that in that situation? <laughs> I didn't do that. I think I just put it on silent. So finally, the detective, uh, we were like, okay, oh, well, meanwhile, can you? Alex's mother is calling us too. Yeah, Alex's finally, mom's calling them she too. She finally got through and it was like at one or two in the morning. It was at like two in the morning. And the doorbell just starts going ding, 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 ding. And like, what the, what the heck? Dogs are barking. Tom grabs the bat. (laughs) We go downstairs. It's the detective. And he says, I need you to vacate the premises immediately. Guys, think about how scary that is. That is so scary. I'm just looking at him dumbfounded like, I think I'm dreaming right now because what the heck did you I just think say? I had like three Manhattans right now. <laughs> I need you to grab the baby, grab the dogs, and get out of here now. So, yeah, that's exactly what we did. So they did, and they did. went to my in-law's house. <laughs> and Aiden's sitting in the back just wide awake, and he's <laughs> like, yeah, we're partying, yeah. A one and a but, half year old. But as we pulled out of the garage... So they live in a cul-de-sac. As we pulled out of the garage, there were about five squad cars sitting in that cul-de-sac with the police outside of the squad cars with their guns. Oh, my gosh, guys. <laughs> Just like, oh, this is the most horrible dream right now. Uh, so anyway, they caught the guy. And yeah, I think it got really scary for a while because the detective really kept us in the loop of everything. He did an incredible job. It wasn't even his case, but he really took charge of it. This was not yeah. even something that he would really even deal with. But he uh, the guy was mad at his ex-wife for some kid thing. But they ended up narrowing down. He was off his meds. And they narrowed down who he was because about 
gosh, the other neighborhood next to ours, so probably like two miles from us, uh, was where his ex-wife had been staying. And he kicked down their door and went Mm -hmm. into their house. Why he picked our house next, we don't know. We think maybe he thought because we were at the end of the cul-de-sac in a newer build, like new build area, that he thought it was a model home. And then he got really mad that there were dogs there. Why would he come back knowing that people were there? I don't know. And then he was like creeping around the back of the house. He was off his meds. He was off his meds. Well, this is what the detective said, too, is that his ex-wife and his parents and his old roommate were saying that he was looking for suicide by cop. That's right. And so that's That's why I started like, should we get flights home now? Like I was terrified because people like that, that's really scary because that means that they, they would kick down do. anybody's door. They would do whatever they wanted to in somebody's home. They don't care about a siren or dogs or that there was a baby there. They would do anything just to get their suicide by cop or whatever it was. And it's, I was, I've never been so scared because you just don't. And that's even what the detective said. We need them out of the house. We don't want you guys staying there for a while until we get everything covered up because these kind of people, we don't know what their next actions yep. are going to be. don't know. So they ended up finding him in a park. I think actually the park that we go and walk the dogs all the time in. And um, yeah, they surrounded him and he had been sleeping in his car out there. But it was just really what's even what's even scarier is that it's just a random dude. Never met him in my life. Nor had I. (laughs) And he had like he'd taken a gun to his job at Walmart. That's right. Weeks leading up to it. We still get like. Uh, he was put in jail for a while and then he was released, but he was still on like parole and stuff. And they, the state will send us things on him every once in a while. So, but yeah. I don't think it was personal. It, it was, was not just, personal. He had no he didn't idea know who lived us. there. It was just a random house, which is just so scary. scary. Exactly. All right. That's our, so that's true our story. Crime. <laughs> Luckily, we, hopefully we told it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Luckily it had a happy ending. Yes, everybody was fine, everybody's safe, and not even just our family, but nobody was hurt in the process of Nobody at anything. all, mm-hmm. yeah. The uh, law enforcement out here was fantastic. Yeah, they were, and they came right away. Yeah. Okay, I have to add one funny thing, and Tom, I'm sorry if I threw you under the bus on this, but I will never forget it. So the detective is talking, and oh, he's God, like... I know exactly what you're saying here. So I think this guy is just off the reservation <laughs> my husband <laughs> okay my well, husband has mind, he was totally asleep and then all of a sudden is thrown in this situation right and my husband has a very dry sense of humor but so the cop goes <laughs> we just think he's he's off the reservation and my husband goes <laughs> you mean a native american <laughs> My favorite part of the story, the though, cop. is that the fact that he went to go answer the door with all these police and this detective out there and sets my alarm off in the process. Oh, that's right. I is so I'm not able to get in touch with you guys. We're calling, calling, calling. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm getting alerts that my alarm system is going off. And you've never seen me move that fast down the <laughs> steps. I mean, Tom thought I was going to fall because I was going so fast to shut off the darn alarm. And he's standing there with his bat. And the, <laughs> 
And the detective looked at him after. Ready to fight off some Native, Native American Indians. <laughs> and looked at, he just looks at him like like this blank stare. And he's just silent for a second. And he goes, no, that means like. He's crazy. He's crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's right. I forgot about that. That was the like only humor in the whole thing. But that's the thing I really remember. Oh, it was really, once he got out, too, it was, I was really scared to even just sleep in my own home. It, it was just a, took a lot. I actually didn't stay home for a while. I went and stayed with you guys for a while, went and stayed with my dad and his family for a while, even stayed at my in-laws a couple nights. Yeah. I just, I was not brave enough to stay at home with the baby. You know, he was only one. I think he had just turned one. So one in a couple months. I know, he's still in his cribs. So. Oh, gosh. Okay, enough about us. Send us your stories, guys. Send them, send them, send them. Killerhangoverpodcast at gmail.com. You can join our Patreon, and maybe you'll be the next patron of the month. And that is www.patreon.com backslash killerhangoverpodcast. You can find us on social media. Guys, this is fun. This was fun. I, guys, like, totally creeped out next month january 7th that's my birthday so make these stories really good (laughs) make them good make them good thanks guys cheers mama cheers love you kid